Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. I'm so winded from running up the stairs. (sighs) Hey, I'm Gregor. Great to talk to you. Uh, Thank you so much for downloading Nerd Talk Podcast, all these all these years. That's really cool. Uh, this is exciting because I have a new version of Nerd Talk that's playing. It's called Nerd Talk Plus. It's a longer, nerdier look at all the stories I cover in just these like 60-second bursts, you know? And so my buddy Brandon and I made this show. It's airing live on the Odyssey app, Tuesdays at 10 a.m. only. It means you got to really set an appointment, set your calendar or your reminders or whatever to do that. But I just wanted to let you hear what the first one sounded like today. This is the full-length Nerd Talk Plus in podcast form. Again, Tuesdays, 10 a.m., we're live on the Odyssey app. Download it, set a reminder, and you can listen to more if you like it. Thanks so much for downloading. I really appreciate you. Nerd Talk, Nerd Talk, talking about Nerd Talk, yeah! Hey there, welcome to Nerd Talk Plus, our weekly deeper dive into the stories that make this world nerdier. From Odyssey's daily Nerd Talk, I'm your host, Gregor. Hi. And he's been a managing editor at Odyssey, and now just a guy making jokes on Twitter. He's Brandon from the internet, and he does this for free. I don't tell my wife. <laughs> About which part? <laughs> Neither of us is a scientist, engineer, or supervillain. <laughs> Not yet. But if you are, let us know what we get wrong. We'd love to actually legitimately hear it. We're just here to make jokes about fun stuff, but if you know how something works and can make it fun, we'd love to hear Tell a friend, hit share, or just holler at us with your answers to this episode's question of the week. We've been seeing records busted and sweat coming out of everywhere. Everywhere. (laughs) Everywhere. What is the grossest temperature in all of weather? We'll tell you what we think it is and why here coming up. The grossest temperature. I'm going to think about that. Okay, good, good. good. And I don't know why we're going to talk about that, so I'm ready. (laughs) Kicking things off this week, bad guys and billionaires. Congrats to the super space Bezos bros on the not paying taxes but getting to build your own rocket company. And that suborbital flight, cool. But just days before heading to not quite orbit aboard his own rocket ship, Bezos announced that the mystery person who donated enough money to charity to be chosen to fly alongside he and his brother had backed out for a scheduling conflict. <laughs> he like not opened his iPhone before. Like his wife was like, "No, we're going to Susan's house on Friday." Can you can you get a refund on the fifteen billion dollars that you donated <laughs> to try to get that seat on the rocket ship? Realistically, I think he spent thirty million dollars. It was like twenty nine million or something like that to be able to go up. And that's how would you not like what gets in the way? Like instead of. <laughs> Before I book like a $45 haircut, I have to make sure that I'm free. So like, and that's (laughs) not going to space. So (laughs) 
<laughs> it's a lot easier to get your hair cut in space, I bet. It stays out in oh, all the directions yeah, that you need. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I should ask my wife, who is a hairstylist. <laughs> you should also find out if she's cool with you booking haircutting appointments with somebody <laughs> so, else. I'm, I'm going to ask my wife if the next time I get my hair cut, if I can hang upside down and just see how it goes. <laughs> Great. Please video that. I would like to see that. 100%. Yeah. So instead, Blue Origin takes a Dutch teenager just 18 years old to become the youngest person blasted into suborbit. Okay, I want to know what could possibly be more important that you didn't foresee on the curved horizon that is more important than going to space. What do you think? Like, what is this guy's like reason for it? I feel I feel like uh, he doesn't even need to have a reason. He's probably like, um, okay, I spent $15 million on a ticket to space. And uh, how many people can say that? I spent $15 million on a ticket to space, and it turns out I forgot that I'm scared of that. <laughs> and, so, and so I'm going to tell Bezos um, I have to take pizza to my grandma, or I, <laughs> I have to drive my kid to... Uh, not going to space class. <laughs> he had he had like a um, a traumatic Fourth of July, and he's like, now I'm scared of exploding stuff, so I can't yeah. get on that giant firework and shoot up into orbit. Oh, I yeah, like what what else? I mean, that's that's the big got to be the biggest the biggest scheduling conflict of all time, right? Like it wasn't like Napoleon one day was like, I'm going to invade. Ru- oh shoot! Turns out that was the same day as my ballet class. <laughs> This is like, I'm going into space. Nope, never mind. I forgot I have an upside down haircut at three o'clock. He's got his brown belt karate test on Saturday and like his last scheduled like workout session. No, I w- sorry. I wonder if uh, when he realized, because have you ever done that thing where you realize that you've either missed an appointment or you have a conflict where you've double booked and you have to go tell somebody, no, I, I can't go to lunch with you anymore because I forgot that I booked this other thing, right? Yeah, it feels sure. bad. I hate canceling plans. Um, so I wonder if this guy like called Jeff and was like, hey, Jeff, are we going to be able to be back by six? <laughs> <laughs> like, was he just like, I have, I forgot. I promised my wife we were going to dinner. Like super hard reservation. I know, I know, and like I know we're going to space and all that, but like, could we be back? (laughs) Also, it's in New York. (laughs) So like, drop me off. (laughs) Don't worry. Like, I'll pay for parking. Whatever. (laughs) Just like land me on the roof of Nobu or whatever that restaurant is. (laughs) Do I get my own separate parachute? Would that work out? That's good. All right, moving on. This is a complicated headline from Gizmodo.com, and it makes me feel things. Elon Musk's feet are not popular on WikiFeet, the wiki for foot fetishists. Okay. There, there's first, a lot to unpack here. Th- yeah, that's that's a lot. For And also, I just want to note that they could have just called it Wikifedia, and they missed an opportunity there. <laughs> So Musk posts a photo with Richard Branson, okay, and or one of them does. Elon isn't wearing shoes and what appears to be a home decorated in the early to mid-90s by my mother based on the cabinetry in the background. <laughs> if you Like, if you've got go-to-space money, you can do better than the house from Home Improvement, okay, guy? But uh, that photo made its way onto WikiFeet, or Wikipedia, as you say. Thank you. Because, of course, and foot fetishists were not impressed. 2.7 out of 5. 
toes. I assume that they use toes as their ranking <laughs> system. <laughs> and actually, that's why his feet are so gross, is because he only has 2.7 out of 5 toes on that do, foot. Do feet do anything for you? Is it like a, is it a thing? Are you, are you into feet? I'm no, I'm like an I'm an I'm a neutral if not anti foot person. Like you'd rather you prefer people without feet or like Yeah, hundred <laughs> percent. But they have I, to have levitating like like leg Mega Man on. rockets coming out of the, <laughs> the uh, <laughs> Um see I think I think I wonder how many billionaires frequent Wikipedia at this point because uh, the the big the big debate right now right is really between it's no longer about Br- Branson and Musk's feet like who's got the sexier feet between Branson Bezos and Musk, um, but be. <laughs> but Bezos is taking his feet to space right he's taking yeah. his feet do you know what the altitude that Bezos and company and Dutch teenager plan to go to? <laughs> um, yeah, so they're trying to get. I'm going to step on your your uh, your premise here, but they're trying to get past the Carmen line, I believe, which is they'll go to a hundred kilometers up, which is past a certain like the mesosphere or something like that, which right. is a layer of our atmosphere and technically be R- roughly in space. Six, sixty-two miles or so from from the Earth's crust. Yeah, and the idea being that you get to space, but you're it's suborbital. You wouldn't maintain an orbit. You wouldn't continue going around. You would burn back through the atmosphere. So while they will make it past a certain mark that delineates space from Earth, it is still not free of the the gravity that allows, like, say, the space station to travel around. Sure. Well, so Be- uh, Branson, when he yeah. heard that Bezos was going to space, Branson was like, I'll be the first billionaire in space. And Bezos was like, well, actually, I'll be the first trillionaire in space, but <laughs> <laughs> suck my feet. And <laughs> Branson decided to take his team up to space in one of his uh, sub suborbital uh, test flights of the Virgin Galactic spaceship to space plane. That's a mouthful of feet. And um, he did not cross, as far as I know, the Kármán line is what some people are, like you were saying, some people consider is the threshold for where space begins and our atmosphere ends. However, the Kármán line also seems like somebody was like, I don't know, like 100 maybe (laughs) kilometers up. (laughs) Like just pick a number. Uh, it's a Hungarian American. I say Hungarian because my family's lineage is Hungarian. A Hungarian American in the late fifties came up with the math to decide that it was somewhere between eighty five or eighty four and a hundred kilometers up is where this thing starts. And now it's agreed upon as a hundred. Uh, Branson only went to eighty, so yeah. it's um, there's a lot of like space wiener swinging going on up here to be like, no, 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 I actually went to space. You just went to almost space, loser. But, it, uh, Elon Musk's like sent a dude to Mars, so not a real dude, a guy in a fake car, and not even to Mars, just into like free flight around the sun. And some year, like a thousand generations from now, the paths might cross. <laughs> we technically sent a guy to Mars. <laughs> it's just taking a long time to get there. It, by the way, is he going to be able to be back in time for dinner? Because he's got. <laughs> Because his dummy wife is real upset right now. Yeah. And, and also, by the way, Elon, just so you know, when we go to dinner, they do require you wear shoes. So please put those nasty things away. <laughs> All right. So researchers are working on creating tiny little pollinating drones. You know, to pick up where we the bees leave off once we've eradicated all of them, you know, in our arrogance. 
yeah, I think it's a it's a super fun trend where we can just start to replace the animals that we make extinct with robots. First right. of all, we make them extinct with robots, and then we replace them with robots. And I'm wondering, is that what happened to the birds? <laughs> Do not get me into bird theory, okay? <laughs> what did Ian Malcolm say in Jurassic Park a zillion years ago? God created the bees. God created man. Man destroys bees. Man creates robo-bees to fly around and hump the flowers. Or... Of all of the... Okay, think of... Uh, this should really be our question of the week. Of all of the animals that you're going to turn into robots, bees... Bees? The ones that that hurt you? The one that now we have murder hornets? You're going to turn that one into a robot so that it's even more indestructible? And then when it stings you, it's actually, it's no longer stinging you, it's just stabbing you with a metallic little tip. I've read Ender's Game, swarm theory and stuff like that, right? You oh, like program yeah. you're going to fight the fight a swarm with a swarm in this case. Next, we're going to make a giant robot spider and we're going to put what's his name? Like Dennis Quaid on it from Wild Wild West. <laughs> and we're going to make Will Smith fight it. I'm into your idea. This is this yeah. sounds incredible. I I'd, I'd be down. Right. Uh, your idea for a sequel, though, maybe I, I think I think I'd rather have robot spider fighting human being with gun than the sequel that you've come up with here. Yeah. So um, now that we're making robot bees, uh, yeah. obviously we need to start making sequels to the Bee Movie, where we can call it the Bee Matrix, and <laughs> starring Jerry Seinfeld, where he has to prove to all of the other bees that they're living in a robot simulation and as they're watching some robotic, lifeless eyes of a bee humping a flower they have to be like what will it be the red or the blue flower (laughs) get out of here i'm I'm gonna start writing some robot b fanfic (laughs) you brought up question of the day we'll get to that here in just a few minutes it's what's the gropest (laughs) which temperature grabs you the most what's the grossest temperature in all of weather that's coming up here in just minutes all right so tesla is rolling out self, excuse me, full self-driving mode, and it only sets you back 200 bucks per month. Like, <laughs> this isn't robot driving despite the name, so it's full self-driving mode, but you still have to be there. It's a human sitting there, awake, I presume, to pilot the thing. I think this is a technicality, and they can't get to that full level four or five functionality. So, like, your highway driving and your parallel parking are going to get way easier, but you can't just be totally, like... I don't know, humping in the back seat or whatever. I think you have to be maintaining some sort of contact with the thing. So, first I, I think of all, the, can we get a robot bee to drive this thing? <laughs> I'm it. Uh, to, uh, more like fly a thing. That's the yeah. way to do it. The uh, it feels like this this notion of paying 200 bucks a month or whatever. It's like the it's the crossover between in-game loot crates and real life, where someone has now figured out, like, oh yeah, like you're willing to pay seven bucks a month for Hulu. That's not seven bucks. Are you willing to pay 200 bucks a month for this car to almost drive you? And like I think about it, like my wife is a trains remotely. She's a um, personal trainer, and so she can train people remotely. So if she was in traffic and the car could drive itself over from where I live to where she lives, no, to where she works, that's about an hour drive. She could train somebody and make money every day of the week commuting. That's not bad. It would offset it. But if you have to still hold the wheel it seems like that's a little that's a that's a drawback. I think two hundred bucks is a bit stiff to start with, and I'm sure it'll only go up. First, first of all, 
I, I, I was curious. If you don't pay somebody a living wage, you could probably pay somebody $200 just to drive your car around. And you could, if you do it that way, you could probably save money on the car to begin with. Like, if I just go on, I don't know, Fiverr or whatever those websites are where you <laughs> yeah, pay sure, somebody. Sure. Like, I mean, hey, I, would you drive my, like... 1999 geo metro around for me with me in it thanks five bucks an hour you got it good or or can you just pay somebody to like hey you want to ride around in my tesla i just need somebody to pay attention to it while it auto drives itself because i I don't want to be that guy hold your hand on the wheel okay but then you're paying the 200 bucks and for the person to sit there no terrible worst terrible Yeah. yeah, no, you bring up an interesting point because when you think about like um which I often do, these dystopian futures that are the most realistic for uh what we're like, you know, a lot of people are like zombie apocalypse or robots take over in a giant robot war and then this they send somebody back yeah, in yeah. yeah, right, obviously. Um what I actually think is going to be more likely is that the real dystopian future we're gonna have is where more and more things start becoming like you were saying DLC or downloadable content in addition to the life that you're already living. So you're you know, you go about your day doing the things that you want to do, but all of a sudden you want to use the trash can on the corner of the street. Well, you have to, you know, swipe your wrist chip or whatever it is that's going to open that up so you can use it. You want to uh, buy a car, great. You want to drive it on the roads, well, you're going to have to pay for that every time you do it. Oh, did you want... Did you want reverse? Is that something that you wanted in your car? (laughs) Oh, well, you could push it out of the driveway yourself, or for just $94 a month, you can have reverse. As long as I can just keep downloading different horns that play different songs, (laughs) then that's all I care about. (laughs) Yeah. $4 a month, worth it. Yeah. Oh, and I saw this. If you should already have an electric vehicle, but find yourself having a tough time adjusting, why not just buy this gasoline-scented fragrance? It's like an air unfreshener. <laughs> what? <laughs> like, why would you want to add that smell? Like, oh, man, I sure do miss the smell of driving behind a diesel <laughs> truck. Let's just spray that in there before I get it. Um, I'm trying to think of, like, what are the... Uh, if you have, like... If you buy the gasoline-scented fragrance and you're walking... Like, do they say, don't have, don't hold this open near any match-scented fragrances? <laughs> <laughs> oh man i sure did miss the smell of ruining the upper atmosphere hmm. yeah it's tough it's a it's a tough future we're looking if at. we can if we could just pay for like the cosmetic skins and i can cover my car in elon musk's feet boom <laughs> speaking of gross i'm not sure who was pushing for it but you can buy a craft macaroni and cheese flavored ice cream in case you wanted to barf for breakfast um, their partner, Van Leeuwen Ice Cream, says it's a cool, creamy scoop of ice cream that brings that comforting, nostalgic feeling of your having to eat alone while your parents are at work from a they didn't say that part from a warm <laughs> bowl of Kraft macaroni and cheese. Um, first of all, gross. Secondly, their website crashed when it launched because of the interest that people had in it. And, like, I stopped to think about it, and I was like, this is so disgusting sounding. But also, give me all of the cheesecake. And I'm like, wait, that's cheese and cake? This is a dairy product with more dairy. This actually might be a thing. I might have been too rash in my judgment. I I, I love that the internet loves to heap on something and then be like, gross, that's so nasty. Where exactly do I buy it? Send me the link right now. Right? (laughs) I'm going to make you feel bad about this thing that you you made. But also, can can I have some? 
can I, yeah. can you put some of it in my mouth? Uh, it's interesting. So in the Philippines, uh, I was surprised by this because I, when I first see the craft, um, the craft mac and cheese ice cream, I'm, I think the same thing. I'm like, that's that sounds so unappealing. But uh, what I learned is that in the Philippines and, and a few other places, that cheese is actually a popular, one of the more popular ice cream flavors. You already think about it. Ice cream is milk based, right? Yeah. Or heavy cream based. Cheese is the same. Mm-hmm. Um, in 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 the Philippines, it's like chocolate, vanilla, or cheese. Which flavor do you want? It's it's those three are kind of the big flavors. It Ew. just happens to be a saltier uh, uh, saltier flavor. It's got salty and sweet going on. But my question is. In the Philippines, do they put the cheese ice cream on a bunch of crushed up waffle cones? And does that make it nachos? (laughs) (laughs) Cheese flavored ice cream atop crunchy stuff. Can you pair it with salsa? Uh, Maybe if you made like, I don't know, what would be a gross, like dessert salsa? (laughs) Like a mango salsa? Oh, there you go. Yeah, great. I love mango salsa. how How about black olives? Nope. <laughs> too, too far. I'm, I'm going to make cheese, uh, ice cream, waffle cone nachos with beans. <laughs> and chicken. Gross. <laughs> Gross. Uh, this, uh, this reminds me of the Glass Animals, the band Glass Animals. They released the strangest merch trying to help raise money for venues to stay open during pandemic. And they teamed up with an American peanut butter company. They're from the UK. They teamed up with an American peanut butter company and released branded glass animals peanut butter that oh. you, can, you can, it's like decorated in the style of Dreamland, their yeah, album, yeah. and you can get that as merch. And it's I'm like, because like, they got the peanut butter vibes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so they went, you know, they went full through with this and made it. And it's, that sounds awesome. And to be able to do something nice for a good cause, maybe I'll even remember to put out a link that shares where you can get it if it's still available. <laughs> we definitely won't. <laughs> definitely will not remember that. Okay, question of the week. It's time to uh, answer the big driving question, which was, we've been seeing records busted and sweat coming out of everywhere. So what is the grossest temperature in all of weather? Well, I think Apple can answer that for us. Their weather app refuses to say that it's the Internet's favorite temperature outside. It'll skip right from 68 to 70 degrees, leaving out 69. This is according to TheVerge.com, who went and researched this. People immediately jumped in to say it's a rounding issue in the conversion from Celsius to Fahrenheit. And I say, "Mm mm-hmm. It's pretty easy to do other math and realize that this happens all over the conversions when you were looking at the, you know, from C to F. Um, and if that's the case, we would never have 35, 38, 40, 42, 44, 47, 49, 51, 53, 56, 58, 60, 62, 65, or 67 degrees. And that stops there. I mean, it keeps going. This is definitely Apple being like, we don't want jerks screenshotting the number 69 and being like, nice. Every single time. <laughs> well, first of all, why? Why does it matter? Second of all, so I looked it up. 69 degrees Fahrenheit is 20.5556 degrees Celsius. Okay. So when they round up, they, you know, 21 well, degrees Celsius ends up being, what is it, 72 or something? 
Well, it's when you flip it over. It's when you make the jump from 20 to 21. Uh, or, uh, yeah, 21, 20 21 degrees Celsius is 69.8. Yeah. 20 degrees Celsius is 68. So it goes straight up to 70. But, but it also, happens all over there. If you do but, those conversions, if you type in, you know, like uh, 17C, you'll get right. the same thing. It's, no, uh, so the question, though, is why, when it's just... 20.5556 degrees, don't you just show 69? <laughs> I, I mean, and since we're one of the five countries, including like, uh, I can't even remember the other ones, like the, like there's like some Caribbean islands and a few other places that do Fahrenheit. It's not an issue in the rest of the world, but we're also the most entitled and privileged and immature nation. Yeah. Don't, and so you, you can't get not, 69. Yeah. And don't worry. We're not going to have to worry about it because 69 being a temperature that exists in the post-apocalyptic hellscape <laughs> that becomes the United States and the rest of the world, uh, yeah. as we'll talk about shortly, uh, <laughs> is is going to make that number irrelevant for the temperature. Now, but that being said, the way the greenhouse effect is going, we may get to experience weather. I, I don't think it'll get up to when they have to worry about it hitting 420 and see what they do. I, I understand that you're saying we'll get past 69 and ever back, but 420 would be extreme. Now, on the planet Venus, which is the planet closer to the sun than us, that is a permanent state of greenhouse awfulness where what happens is you have the atmosphere and the light going through the atmosphere bounces off the Earth and reflects back out. Well, I think it's the UV that gets collected by the pollutants that we're putting in there, and it doesn't escape, and it reflects back down. As that starts to pick up steam, it's, I don't know if it's technically exponential, but it gets way hot way fast. And so pl the planetary temperature on Venus is like 900 degrees out. They also don't have to worry about Apple judging them for being 420. But it's perpetually that way, and so that's why everyone's afraid that you hit a tipping point and you can't get back because it starts accelerating up to all of us cooking. I have very bad news. Yeah. Other than Venus is sounds miserable. 215 degrees Celsius is 419 degrees Fahrenheit. 216 degrees Celsius is 420.8. You know Apple's going to hit us with the 421. <laughs> There's no shortage of reasons to freak out. That brings us to why we're all left, where this week the F stands for flooding. Oh, now, thanks, nice. Thanks to a coming wobble in our stupid moon, coastal flooding is expected to be several times worse starting in 2030 and lasting like a decade. The moon is what makes our tides take place, and it acting like your drunk uncle is bad for the shores. Yeah, I I, I read this article saying that the the moon where we can predict it it ha has happened before where the the there's a slight deviation in the moon's orbit and the moon which like you said controls all of our tides uh when that deviates and our tides deviate it starts to be a big problem especially with a a planet that is already experiencing higher than usual um natural disasters and uh uh, already the 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 bad effects of global warming and and climate change now when you call something like that a wobble mm -hmm. it sounds very harmless right mm -hmm. <laughs> like oh the moon's just gonna wobble a bit it's like oh is our our ass <laughs> <laughs> the, the moon's just gonna party a bit <laughs> the moon's just a little drunk and he's just a little wobbly no when they when they call it that it sounds like really like oh it's just a little wobble they probably should have called it something more like the moon's off course death deviation because <laughs> what's going to happen 
is rising sea levels, in addition to the moon's wobble, it's a little whipsy wobble, uh, is going to cause like severe, um, well, migration off of the coasts. Yeah. Uh, so this will be a really fun little thing to joke about, the moon wobble, until we're all dealing with catastrophic <laughs> flooding in a few years. In other news, is anyone selling property just inland from there? Because that's time to get smart at someone else's expense. If you're listening to this anywhere that is not on the coast, (laughs) you got a room? Starts the tool song with the Arizona Bay. Yeah. (laughs) Is that Inema? Okay, so, you know, we're all going to drown, fine, okay? But in positive news... To uh, balance we might, it out. We might be drowning in bananas. <laughs> yeah. Bananas might have a chance of surviving thanks to scientists in Kenya who have genetically engineered a solution for our favorite yellow fruit, making them resistant to don't say lemons. You jerk. I see you responding. <laughs> uh, that uh, favorite yellow fruit, making them resistant to disease that kills huge crops. That disease is called banana wilt. Is it? Banana Viagra? Okay, just like Wikipedia. <laughs> Missed opportunity. <laughs> it's not but it's not banana Viagra. It's Viagra Nana. <laughs> okay. And second of all, uh a green banana, in my opinion, is too hard of a banana. I'm not oh. trying to give my bananas any more stiffies. <laughs> okay. You want to reduce the stiffness. <laughs> yeah. Now, what happens if, I mean, obviously this is a ridiculous, ludicrous question, but like, what happens if you give trace amounts of something that is like a, I guess there's no blood in a banana, though that's what we should be working on is blood bananas. (laughs) I guess, I guess I've been working on that for like 30 years. Also, (laughs) it's a bloodana, first of all. (laughs) I refuse to let you shorten everything. Blood banana is badass. That's a good name. (laughs) Yeah, blood, blood banana is cool. And also what I'm calling my forever <laughs> i'm stopping there this is a family program and that'll be the end of that hey you know what i learned um that the bananas are almost identical genetically so if you can solve a problem with one then you can save like entire species of banana i forget like we eat the kavanaugh ones here and then i think of cycling and then you get all excited and then i get um but the ones that they're talking about specifically are whatever the african variant is that they eat there and so if you solve these problems for one type of banana, you can largely protect an entire species. And I don't know what the term is for that, but it also happens with avocados. If you take an avocado pit out of your local avocado and you plant it and grow it and it were to produce an avocado, evidently it'll taste disgusting, says the internet that I was reading about this on on Reddit. Um, that it's uh, that that you have to clone one plant. So like a Haas avocado that you would get here is all a clone from the same original tasty fruit to make that happen, which is crazy to me. That also seems like what they talk about with um, uh, potential, you know, like with the people who have the seed vault. Have you ever heard of that? Yeah, yeah. Where the uh, people have been collecting seeds from all of the different foods and putting it in this place that is – um, sheltered from basically any disaster. So while all humans uh, and bee robots might die, uh, they will have the ability to regrow crops uh, for whoever survives the uh, bee robocalypse. Um, and uh, if we have some Viagra Nana, we can make fruit hard across the planet. 
But anyway, what I'm tr- what, the reason I spring it up is unnecessary. because... Unnecessary. <laughs> there was an unnecessary swing at that. <laughs> if you have a bunch of avocados that are the same, uh, from the same exact breed or plant, yeah. if there's no biodiversity in uh, the... Um, that crop yeah. and one virus happens that you don't know how to control and it kills all of the then you've lost that avocado forever. so that's what happened to one banana species I wish I had it off the top of my head here but that's what happened is the most famous banana species you know how when you eat like a when you eat banana flavored stuff how it tastes different than an actual banana is and you're like oh it's just an approximation no bananas used to have this like more banana-y taste because it used to be a different breed that we were eating and they all got wiped out by disease and so there's like a few left but it just it can't thrive the way it needs to so they'll have to genetically modify them to bring it back if they wanted to so we just use them to make like runts now (laughs) (laughs) well i mean that's all chemicals now right we're just using banana flavor chemical that we've made from a bunch of things that end in ate like I don't that I can't possibly imagine. Give but. me the real ban- banana. No, I said the real banana. <laughs> the blood banana. <laughs> all right, let's wrap this thing up. After all of that, all that nonsense, what is it that we learned this week? After all, this is a very heady and very smart show. Well, what did we learn this week? We learned that we are never going to hit 69 or 420. Well, if Apple has anything to say about it. What did we learn this week? I learned that Brandon's going to decorate his car in Elon's feet. <laughs> I give that two and a half out of five toes. <laughs> uh, you know what we learned this week is that huh. if you need to feed your blood banana some Viagra Nana. Nerd talk, nerd talk, talking about nerd talk, yeah! Join us next week, 10 a.m. on Tuesday morning here on the Odyssey app or the Odyssey platform to check out Nerd Talk Plus. It's been a pleasure. Hit us on social media at HeyGregor, at BrandonMG. We'll talk to you next week. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.